Good morning and welcome to the Sunday, January 7th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is dedicated to the reading of scripture, to devotion, to prayer, and to the study of scripture. We're actually doing a Bible study. Uh, I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there. Over 60 well-curated podcasts. Wide, wide variety of topic areas, all covered from a biblical worldview. My brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing some great work for the kingdom. I would definitely recommend you go over there. I will guarantee you you're going to find something over there you want to listen to. And there's a real good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to then you actually have time to listen to it in. So again, I would definitely encourage you to go on over there. All right. Well, with being Sunday, we're just going to do our Bible reading and our devotions and prayer and stuff because our Bible, our Bible study is only Monday through Friday. But let's go ahead and open up for this Sunday. Um, it is, we're going to open up with the Lord's Day morning prayer. Let's pray. O maker and upholder of all things, day and night are thine. They are also mine from thee the night to rid me of the cares of the day, to refresh my weary body, to renew my natural strength, the day to summon me to new activities, to give me opportunity to glorify thee, to serve my generation, to acquire knowledge, holiness, and eternal life. But one day above all days is made especially for thy honor and my improvement. The Sabbath reminds me for thy rest, I'm sorry, the Sabbath reminds me of thy rest from creation, of the resurrection of my Savior, of his entering into repose. Thy house is mine, but I am unworthy to meet thee there, and am unfit for spiritual service. When I enter it, I come before thee as a sinner, condemned by conscience and thy word. For I am still in the body and in the wilderness, ignorant, weak, in danger, and in need of thine aid, but encouraged by thy all-sufficient grace. Let me go to thy house with a lively hope of meeting thee, knowing that there thou wilt come to me and give me peace. My soul is drawn out to thee in longing desires, for thy presence in the sanctuary, at the table, where all excuse me, where all are entertained on a feast of good things. Let me before the broken elements, emblems of thy dying love, cry to thee with broken heart for grace and forgiveness. I long for that blissful communion of thy people in thy eternal house, in, thy per in the perfect kingdom. These are they that follow the Lamb. May I be of their company. All right, in our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for January 7th, the text for it is from Philippians 1.21, For me to live is Christ. The believer did not always live to Christ. He began to do so when God the Holy Spirit convinced him of sin and when by grace he was brought to see the dying Savior making a propitiation for his guilt. From the moment of the new and celestial birth, the man begins to live to Christ. Jesus is to believers the one pearl of great price, for whom we are willing to part with all that we have. He has so completely won our love that it beats alone for him. To his glory we would live, and in defense of his gospel we would die. He is the pattern of our life and the model after which we would sculpture our character. Paul's words mean more than most men think. They imply that the aim and end of his life was Christ. Nay, his life itself was Jesus. In the words of an ancient saint, he did eat and drink and sleep eternal life. Jesus was his very breath, the soul of his soul, sorry, 
the soul of his soul, the heart of his heart, the life of his life. Can you say as a professing Christian that you live up to this idea? Can you honestly say that for you to live as Christ, your business, are you doing it for Christ? Is it not done for self-aggrandizement and for family advantage? Do you ask, is that a mean reason? For the Christian it is. He professes to live for Christ. How can he live for another object without committing a spiritual adultery? Many there are who carry out this principle in some measure. But who is there that dare say that he hath lived wholly for Christ as the apostle did? Yet this alone is the true life of a Christian. Its source, its sustenance, its fashion, its end, all gathered up in one word, Christ Jesus. Lord, accept me. I here present myself, praying to live only in thee and to thee. Let me be as the bullock which stands between the plow and the altar, to work or to be sacrificed, and let my motto be, ready for either. All right, well, our reading for today, we're going to be reading um, from Genesis Wow, sorry, scrolled wrong. Genesis 16, 17, and the first 15 verses of 18. Uh, Matthew 6, the first 24 verses. Psalm 7, Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 5. So, Genesis 16. Hear the words of the Lord. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, sorry, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian servant woman whose name was Hagar. So, Sarai said... <laughs> said to Abram, Now behold, Yahweh has shut my womb from bearing children. Please go in to my servant woman. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. And after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant woman, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. So he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. Then she saw that she had conceived, so her mistress became contemptible in her sight. And Sarai said to Abram, May the violence done to me be upon you. I gave my servant woman into your embrace, but she saw that she had conceived, so I became contemptible in her sight. May Yahweh judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant woman is in your hand. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai afflicted her, and she fled from her presence. Now the angel of Yahweh found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's servant woman, where have you come from, and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of Yahweh said to her, Return to your mistress, and humble yourself under her hands. Moreover, the angel of Yahweh said to her, I will greatly multiply your seed, so that they will be too many to be counted. And the angel of Yahweh said to her further, Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son. And you shall call his name Ishmael, because Yahweh has heard your affliction. And he will be a wild donkey of a man, and his hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. And he will dwell in the face of all his brothers. Then she called the name of Yahweh who spoke to her. You are a God who sees, for she said, Have I, ever, have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore the, therefore the well was called Bir Laha Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Now Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. Genesis 17 Now it happened that when Abram was ninety-nine years old, Yahweh appeared to Abram and said to him, 
I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, so that I may confirm my covenant between me and you, and that I may multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God spoke with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. And no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. And I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will go forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your seed after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you, and to your seed after you. And I will give to you and to your seed after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, Now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your seed, after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you, and your seed after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight years old shall be circumcised throughout your generations. One who is born in the house, or one who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your seed. A servant who is born in your house, or who is bought with your money, shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a son be born to a man one hundred years old? And will Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a son? And Abraham said to God, O oh, that Ishmael might live before you. But God said, No, but Sarah your wife will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, for his seed after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. So he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's household, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the very same day, as God had spoken with him. Now Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael his son was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the very same day Abraham was circumcised and Ishmael his son. Now all the men of his household who were born in the house or bought with money from a foreigner were circumcised with him. Genesis 18 through to verse 15. Then Yahweh appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing nearby. He saw, and he ran from the tent door to meet them, and he bowed himself to the earth. And he said, My lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass your servant by. 
Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And let me bring a piece of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that you may pass on, since in such a matter you have passed by your servant. And they said, So you shall do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Hurry, prepare three seahs of fine flour, knead it and make bread cakes. Abraham also ran to the herd and took a tender and choice calf and gave it to his young man, and he hurried to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf which he had prepared and placed it before them, and he was standing by them under the tree, and they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, There in the tent. And he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year, and behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. And Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a son when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for Yahweh at the appointed I'm sorry, is anything too difficult for Yahweh? At the appointed time I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. All right, Matthew 6, verse 24 verses. Beware of doing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be glorified by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites. <clears throat> Excuse me, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, <clears throat> do not use meaningless repetitions as the Gentiles do for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive you, your transgressions. Now whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, they have, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in, in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in, 
treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Psalm 7 A Shigion, a Shigion of David, which he sang to Yahweh concerning the words of Cush, a Benjamite. O Yahweh my God, in you I have taken refuge. <coughs> Sorry. Save me from all those who pursue me and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending me in pieces while there is none to deliver. O Yahweh my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice in my hands, if I have rewarded evil to him who is at peace with me, or have plundered my adversary without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life down to the ground, and cause my glory to dwell in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Yahweh, in your anger. Lift up yourself against the fury of my adversaries, and arouse yourself for me. You have appointed judgment. Let the congregation of the peoples encompass you, and over them return on high. Yahweh judges the peoples. Give justice to me, O Yahweh, according to my righteousness and my integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end but establish the righteous, for the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who has indignation every day. If a man does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and prepared it. He has also prepared for himself deadly weapons. He makes his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, he travails with wickedness, and he conceives mischief and gives birth to falsehood. He has dug a pit and hollowed it out, and has fallen into the hole which he made. His mischief will return upon his own head, and his violence will descend upon his own skull. I will give thanks to Yahweh according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of Yahweh Most High. Proverbs 2, verses 1-5 through 5. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, to make your ear pay attention to wisdom, incline your heart to discernment. For if you call out for understanding, give your voice for discernment. If you seek her as silver, and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of Yahweh, and find the knowledge of God. Alright, that is our reading for the day. Hang on a second, I need myself some water, as you can tell. Alright. Well... So, our second devotion, our evening devotion for the day, is from MacArthur's uh, Drawing Near, his devotional Bible. And this is the devotion for, oh, sorry, that's January 8th. I thought that was January 7th. I must have turned too many pages. Hang on. Let me go back and find the right devotion. There we go. Oh, wow. Okay. So, this is the devotion for January 7th. The title for it is Avoiding a Spiritual Identity Crisis. The text is from Ephesians 1.4. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And the little subtitle here is, A true sense of identity comes from knowing that God himself personally selected you to be his child. 
Many people in our society are in a seemingly endless and often frantic quest for personal identity and self-worth. Identity crises are common at almost every age level. Superficial love and fractured relationships are but, but symptoms of our failure to resolve the fundamental issues of who we are, why we exist, and where we are going. Sadly, most people will live and die without ever understanding God's purpose for their lives. That is tragic, yet understandable. God created man to bear his image and enjoy his fellowship forever. But when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they violated that purpose and plunged the human race into sin. That created within man a spiritual void and an identity crisis of unimaginable proportions. Throughout the ages, ungodly people have tried to fill that void with a myriad of substitutes, but ultimately, all is lost to death and despair. Despite the bleak, pic the bleak pic I'm sorry, despite that bleak picture, a true sense of identity is available to every Christian. It comes from knowing that God Himself personally selected you to be His child. Before the world began, God set His love upon you. It was according to His plan that Christ died for you. First Peter one twenty. That's why you responded in faith to the gospel. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 Also, that's why you can never lose your salvation. The same God who drew you to himself will hold you there securely. John 10.29 Don't allow sin, Satan, or circumstances, circumstances to rob you of your sense of identity in Christ. Make it the focus of everything you do. Remember who you are, God's child. Why you are here to serve and glorify him and where you are going, heaven, where you will spend eternity in his presence. Suggestions for prayer. Thank God for choosing you to be his child and for drawing you to himself in saving faith. Praise him for his promise never to let you go. All right, well, that is our episode for today. I thank you for spending this time with me. I continue to pray that we spending this time within the scripture help, help to grow and be... Um, more saturated in the scripture so that we truly walk as Christ, uh, as Christ does. Because uh, that is our purpose here in this world. And then that is how we glorify God, as MacArthur was just speaking of there in that devotion. All right. Well, I hope you have yourself a wonderful Sunday. I would continue to implore you to do all you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you tomorrow. If you have not attended worship services yet and you are not physically able please join us. We will be live streaming at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that is on Facebook at Vail Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at at VVB Church. Um, so we'd be happy to have you there. And let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the Lord's Day evening prayer. Let's pray. Most Holy God, may the close of an earthly Sabbath remind me that the last of them will one day end. Animate me with joy that in heaven praise will never cease, that adoration will continue forever, that no flesh will grow weary, no congregations disperse, no affections flag, no thoughts wander, no will droop, but all will be adoring love. Guard my mind from making ordinances my stay or trust, from hewing out broken cisterns, from resting on outward helps. Wing me through earthly forms to thy immediate presence. May my feeble prayers show me the emptiness and vanity of my sins. Deepen in me the conviction <clears throat> that my most fervent prayers and most lowly confessions need to be repented of. May my best services bring me nearer to the cross and prompt me to cry none but Jesus. 
By thy spirit, give abiding life to the lessons of this day. May the seed sown take deep root and yield a full harvest. Let all who see me take knowledge that I have been with thee, that thou hast taught me my need as a sinner, hast revealed a finished salvation to me, hast enriched me with all spiritual blessings, hast chosen me to show forth Jesus to others, hast helped me to dispel the mists of unbelief. O great Creator, mighty Protector, gracious Preserver, Thou dost load me with loving kindnesses, and hast made me Thy purchased possession, and redeemed me from all guilt. I praise and bless Thee for my Sabbath rest, my calm conscience, my peace of heart. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful Sunday, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. God bless.